1: Hello and welcome to Twin the Think Tank, the show where we try and come up with five
2: sketch ideas I'm Alistair George William Chomley Bristol And I'm Andy. And we just got a running
1: start to this podcast.
2: Yeah, we we decided we're now we're now sprinting before we start the podcast.
1: So that we've got some momentum.
2: And now Obviously, we're we're losing a bit of that momentum, but that's well, fine.
1: You know, we got momentum, and then we were also out of breath. So, <laughs> kind of, you know, it's a it's a it swings and roundabouts. Yeah, uh,
2: and roundabouts are another way in which you could both keep and lose momentum. Yes, you can lose momentum because they're a uh, you know they're just an intersection, and you're bound to stop. But they're they're built in such a way to allow for momentum to be carried if there is no. Uh, also coming through the And
1: also badasses like me Sort of put one wheel up on the, the central lump there Oh Jesus And we sort of drive across it a bit as well So we don't really turn as
2: much as you're supposed to That's good Can you, yeah. get, can you get arrested for that?
1: God I hope so Yeah Oh I feel so alive Yeah two wheels up on the kerb Going through a roundabout
2: Pull over mate yeah, yeah. No
1: actually it's a wind cheater
2: a wind cheater oh yeah i get it Mm,
1: i did a pun on a type of clothing did a pun on a thing you wear i I feel shame (laughs) deep in my being i wish i was dead and i I I could fly away from here with a (laughs)
0: pullover
2: wearing a pullover is the kind of clothing you would wear when you Flying away from shame, from doing a clothing pun.
1: <laughs> yeah, now that that fame sort of wraps its uh, that shame rather. Than. Shame. To I'm s- gonna bear this forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna feel really bad. Shame. shame. <laughs> I can't live with myself. So
2: it's a it's a it's a it's a school where gifted kids. Yeah. No, no.
1: No. 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 You know. I mean. That's that, like. You know. We're, we're essentially are doing now a pun based sketch, aren't we? Coming off the back of our shame associated with a
2: mm. Pun. Well, this is what happens: is that a lot of shame uh, in people. That that's where f- fetishes come from. Right. You know, shame and so and pleasure ex- become intertwined. Uh, so and that's so-
1: why I'm drawn towards these things that make me feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um and why I am so ragingly erect right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is a raging uh stag you have there. A stag. Yeah. Oh a wow. full stag. <laughs> um uh
1: but but I but I that that being said, yeah. right? Let's explore this shame the musical. Right, a bit more, and okay. see if there actually is anything in it. Okay? Yeah, sure. Because, you know, I, I guess I, I, if, I, if I were to have been picked for any sort of gifted program mm. at school, you know, if someone were to look at me as a child and say, well, what does this kid have yeah. that in abundance, you know, an almost preternatural abundance of it, sure. it would have been shame. Great. Right, yeah. so if someone had sort of identified that early, yeah. There's no reason I couldn't have gone to some kind of shame academy
2: where That's they true. they could have nurtured it.
1: They could have nurtured that exactly yeah. and sort of made something of it. Now I'm not sure where in the like the you know in what particular field mm. an abundance of shame would be considered
2: useful. I mean, you think they they would have they would have discovered it and then taken you to this new school where where they would have made you feel really bad about having all that <laughs> shame?
1: Yeah, I mean, that could be part of the process, obviously. You know, I think shame about your shame is, 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 a, is a way to sort of, you know, almost generate infinite shame. You know, once, you, once you've achieved shame in your own shame, shame, shame. you're like, shame, shame.
2: Yeah. <laughs> shame, shame, me?
1: Yeah, once you have shame, shame, uh, you, uh, you become like a, 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 you know, I guess a source of power. Or a sort, you know, like at least a source of shame.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a self, a self shaming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort a, of machine. Infinite.
1: Uh, what is it called? A perpetual.
2: Per- perpetual shame machine. Shame machine. Yeah. <laughs> shame machine. <laughs> shame machine. <laughs> it feels like we're speaking Chinese. <laughs>
1: Washing machine, washing
2: machine.
1: Just like shame. one of those words that you can say in the English language and almost convince yourself out of context that it's Chinese. Yeah. Um. But okay. So so then and then once we've got this infinite shame. Okay. How can we turn that into something? Or what is that? Was the benefit of that? Right. All right. Yeah. I um, mean, could it be used to fight confidence? Is there some way, like you know, if there was mm. a a threat to you know i am picturing oh, yeah, now yeah, yeah. It almost be... like a, a you know an <clears throat> avengers or a justice league or something where there's like yeah. a um there's some intergalactic ball of confidence right yeah. which is raging through the universe destroying sure. planets with sure. overconfidence and then there's like some kind of shame council yeah, yeah. that gets together in like a circle and uh, so, by feeling terrible out about mm. about themselves Concentrates a pure beam of shame, which sort of shoots up like a blue light uh, so, through the atmosphere and striking the ball of confidence. So and I like
2: that; it's kind of got a Dragon it, Ball Z kind yeah, of feel. Yeah, Dragon to Ball
1: Z. It. I'm thinking a bit of a fifth element yeah. sort of a thing.
2: Oh yeah, I so maybe the 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 source of the super confidence could be like a hens night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Right. Right. So like, if there was a um. You know, somewhere way back... Or in the a dawn box of... party,
2: but we should be including more women. <laughs> I think so. You know. Uh,
1: as a way back in the dawn of time, there was mm. this sort of um, uh, civilization of like sort of super beings, right? Mm-hmm. Who were capable of um, melding their minds together and sort of communicating emotions directly uh, into one another's minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a group of the females of this species went out on a hen's night and unfortunately they got locked into a loop... Oh, yeah. uh, where their confidence fed back into each other and they became a sort of a single pulsating entity of confidence like a,
2: also like a like a pulsar yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah and 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 it became unhinged from you mm-hmm. know their, their physical forms and and then traveled through the galaxy basically infusing so, whole civilizations with the confidence, confidence of of women on a hen's night
2: yeah you know, at about three sure. AM. Sure, sure, sure. So it's like it, like they they go through the universe, embedding all the living creatures around w- with with a, a confidence of about six drinks. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I like that.
1: And and it's hugely destructive to uh, to uh, to to civilizations, obviously. Absolutely. And then the only thing that can combat that is the Shame Council, and they maybe they. Mm. A, um, so the, the, there could be one one kid who's at school, right? And he's almost like a Harry Potter. They they realize that he is the one who has the power to bring to get to to focus the abilities of the Shame Council. So they br- bring him in and they
2: train him up. And he's kind of like just this hunched over, yeah. sort of dark cloud of a yeah. kid, just like feels real awful. And, yeah. And but but he's the only one who can stop the spread of you know people having ideas and nobody telling them that it's a bad one. Exactly Because you know, every or, or, And there's nothing or, that
1: he You can You can say or present him with That he doesn't feel bad about
2: Yeah Yeah yeah, That's right So, so yeah It wouldn't even be that people Couldn't tell you that it's a bad idea It's that it, w- it could never change your You could never change your mind Yeah You're like always two lines into cocaine <laughs>
1: Is that, is that when you can't be stopped?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I've never done cocaine, but I know that it gives you a lot of confidence Yeah, and that all your ideas feel great.
1: Right. But if there was a, co- a kind of cocaine that instead of giving you confidence, it gave you shame.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's where this kid is. He's, yeah. He's
1: two lines in. He's a, two
2: lines in to, to shame, shame cocaine. Shame cocaine. Yeah.
1: Um, I think that's great, right? and 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 he's almost like a black hole for confidence that like he can just suck it all into himself very
2: self-deprecating very yeah. much can 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 take the wind out of anybody's sails even yeah. the people who are like hey look this is going to be great we're going to be we're going to find a way of harnessing your power he's like well you know it's... <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> You know, but then in the, if you do oh. do that and you do get it, then what's the point anyway? yeah like? well,
1: no, that's more nihilism. He's more shame of like I'm gonna ruin it, oh yeah, right? okay, you yeah. know and like that's I, true. yeah, you shouldn't be talking to me, you know, I did some stuff and I, yeah, well, I farted and then you came into the room, and I'm sorry, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're right, i. I've, I've mixed in the nihilistic kid. Hopefully, that's not his. You know, he doesn't have a friend that's like a nihilistic kid. Maybe that's overcomplicating. Anyway.
1: Well, I mean, that could be that could be the sequel in which he does form some kind of Justice League. It's like, you know, Shame Boy gets in league with Nihilism Kid.
2: Yeah, and and, and then and then uh, Sad Lad.
1: Sad Lad, <laughs> who was a uh, the son of one of the directors of Sad Labs. <laughs> accidentally got in the r- oh, way yeah, of a yeah. depression ray.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, sorry, is I always name my children after places that I work.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he uh, he he can shoot concentrated beams of sadness out of his wrists. Uh, no, out of his frown.
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you never see, like, a kind of half-moon beam. Beams are often, like you know, round, and then they just go off like that. But you never see a beam that's mm, kind of like hollow. Like a crescent, yeah. You know, like a tubular beam. Tubular beam. I mean, I wonder whether some of those energy beams that you see... Tubular
1: beam, that'd be a pipe, wouldn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, but not an energy beam. No, no. energy pipe. <laughs> energy <laughs> pipe. Well, that's what I think. I wonder whether in the movies... Yes. Right, they always show you these energy beams coming from people's hands and eyes mm, and things mm. like that, and they look full, but I wonder whether they're kind of like those those Easter eggs that you, you know, or those Easter oh, bunnies wow. that you get, yep. you know, that they look like they're going to be full, and then you bite into it and you go, oh, it's like hollow. That's not that much chocolate. That's not a full beam. That's I thought it was beam be- all the way through. Yeah, right? no, no, it's kind of empty in the middle. You're just trying to c- cover surface area rather than full intensity. of. Uh, but,
1: but, you know, I-, I guess in a way that makes sense, right? Like, it's like be- if you des- design a girder. It makes more, much more sense to use an eye beam with that cross section that mm. looks like an eye than to use a solid lump of steel because that's much less efficient and you don't get that much more advantage in terms of like mechanical uh, yeah. strength, you know, yeah, so well, its ability to cope with strain
2: and stress. I guess, I guess, with the beam, the energy beam, is that what you're trying to do? Really, is just bore a hole into your enemy, right? Right. And so a laser is kind of it's good, you know, it's like a thin laser is kind of yeah. good because you can just kind of cut right through the person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what if they're really big and resilient and stuff yeah. like that? You just want something that'll... Cut that'll out punch. like an apple core. Yeah, like an <laughs> apple core. You could take out the heart in one thing without even moving. Yeah, yeah. Because and you don't you, know how mobile these things are.
1: You've got like a nice sort of round circular cross section that you've cut out and you can sort of push that through. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a you could just turn it on
2: and off real quick. Yeah. Like that. Because like I mean, I imagine these things take a lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I
1: think, I think, I think uh, if they're not already doing that... It- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the it, it,
2: mutants. it's definitely going to save a lot of energy. Yes. It's going to save a lot of time. Yes. Uh, if the technology doesn't exist yet, well, we've just saved them a bunch of years and them developing it, going with the full beam mm, first. Mm, mm. Uh, Which
1: I think, you know, humanity had to develop along those lines before we fully understood the structure of things and how we could mm. better harness mechanical strength. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so well, you know, this is this could be as big as the discovery of the flying buttress in architecture, or the ark, or the ark, yeah. or the arch.
2: Yeah. No, but I meant the ark of the covenant. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Well, I guess that was a big deal in architecture.
2: <laughs> no, because you know when you watch um, Indiana Jones, mm. um, often you're inspired to to, yes. to design a building. I, I was. I, I you wouldn't say that nobody in architecture was n- uninspired
1: <laughs> by Indiana Jones by
2: Indiana Jones and the Raiders because you you couldn't possibly say that they weren't affected in any way, right? No. No, no I couldn't. You couldn't say that. So, yeah. therefore they were.
1: Therefore, well, I could say that they were. Yeah. Good. You you Alistair, you you and your logic <laughs> you <you've, laughs> You really run rings around me. Which is an efficient thing to do around <laughs> me. Um, is, there, is there something in like, you know how in uh, in, in, the, in the X-Men universe, yeah. there's always this big division between Magneto and mm. Professor X, and Magneto's the one who thinks that all mutants should be banned together against humans who will never accept them, and then there's Professor X who thinks that we should try and live together. Oh, right? Everybody, yeah. But what about within the mutant community? Mm. Is there a division amongst the mutants who, like, who, whose powers are, like, at least conceptually speaking, scientifically plausible, and those that are just ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know, the Ridiculons and the Plausabites. Great, right? right, yeah. And, you know, like, like Cyclops, right? He's just got, like, this unending stream of power that just shoots out of his face, right? No. I would put that down as being one of the ones that's, like, implausible. Right? Like fundamentally implausible. Yeah. But then, like, maybe you've got your magnetos who, like, okay, so brain waves do, you know, are electrical, right? Mm. And we know that movement of electricity does generate a magnetic field. So it's, like, it's, I guess, conceivable that you could have electrical flows inside the human body which do generate a magnetic field. Sure. Right?
2: Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. So, so, but. Is it divided along just that line, or is it like because they're like, you guys are the ones that are making us all look bad by sort of bending the laws of physics? Yeah, maybe humans, regular humans, would be able to accept us if it wasn't for these implausible, implausible. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. I I think I think they find us hard to accept because we're unacceptable. Like we are. You know, you can't you can't bloody get your head around it. No, like how does that work?
2: Because you're making all our astrophysicists look bad by, by yeah. doing things that break their rules.
1: Like Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, okay, like that's a strong man who heals quickly. Yeah. Well, that, you know, people heal. Absolutely. I guess some people could heal quickly. Yeah. Uh, some people are strong. And uh, then some people have got skeletons which have been enhanced with metal. Yeah. Well, okay, so like that's all, you put all that in there, I'm like, yes, i buy it.
2: I could imagine somebody who eats a lot of red meat would yes. have a lot of iron in their blood, therefore sure. a lot of iron in their bones. Yes.
1: Therefore... <laughs> they could have a metal skeleton. They could have a metal skeleton. Right. But then you've got a man who can just turn into metal when he wants to.
2: Well, for example, I can picture a man who eats a lot of steak.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, Which increases the amount of iron in his body. Yeah. But could it happen in that short a time frame that his entire body becomes iron? I don't know. Well,
2: I don't know. I've not watched steak-eating competitions. Yes. Uh, I don't know I'll what happens. I'll tell
1: you what, I'll put you in the maybe pile. <laughs> there's maybeites.
2: Yeah, the maybe More research required. The pl- Oh, yeah, you've scored. already had plaza-bites. Yeah. Yeah, Semi-plaza-bites. Semi-plaza-bites. <laughs> we have a whole periodic table of mutants. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the... Uh, yeah.
1: is, it, is that is that anything... Is there a sketch in that?
2: Yeah. I think I think that there there could be... I think you could play with that idea a little bit more like
1: I mean I can I can picture a, a a mutant council getting together and this is this is an issue that is raised at the mutant council, right? That like some of them are just don't make any sense. Right? And that we'll never be able to be accepted as long as that like this is just a you know, a heap of bullshit.
2: Yeah, and are, and are they kind of asking some of the ones who have implausible powers to only use them in a plausible way? Right. Yeah. So look, you who can walk through walls, could you maybe get to a wall and sort of burn a door-shaped sort of thing? in oh, it?
1: I don't think that being able to burn door-shaped things into things is a plausible thing. All right, but I've what seen. What about if he just restricted himself to walking through thin walls? <laughs>
2: Sort of, you know, banners at the football. Banners
1: at the football. Maybe some of those Japanese paper walls. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, like, okay, Rock. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: maybe maybe sort of like, why don't you just walk around unfinished buildings? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that way you still kind of get to do your walking through walls walking thing. Walking
1: through walls thing, but, you know, to the uh, outside yeah. eye. Yeah. If it's walking through walls that you love, if that's what you want to do, yeah. you know, do it. Somewhere it's not going to look so weird.
2: The thing is, is, that I just hate being hated. And I yeah. feel like if you stop doing the wall thing, that if one person doesn't see you do that, then that's it's one, one person, who, person who might not yell at me. it's That's one more person who might not yell at me. Obey Does
1: the I... laws of science. <laughs> the rest of us have to, you bloody scoff law of science.
2: Hey, they're called universal constants because they're not supposed to be variable, you mutt. Yeah. That's for a dog that doesn't obey, obey the law of physics. Which, I guess that's another thing they don't go into in there is Ex-dogs. Is, yeah, is pets and animals who must have mutant powers.
1: I mean, I, f- I guarantee to you, Alistair, in the comics, yeah, this eh? is Ironclad, that that exists. That there is a, a comic book series out there that is like, you know, the pets of...
2: Oh, yeah. You know the goldfish. You think there's yes. gonna be goldfish? <laughs> it's
1: a gold there's a goldfish that is capable of like mentally connecting with any other living thing. It's just got not not capable of of really understanding or no, remembering any of it.
2: But it could just a goldfish, you know, like it's a it's a minor power, but who could just get into the minds of its owners and mm. remind them to feed him?
1: See, that would be a real
2: that's a Professor X of of goldfish. Of goldfish, yeah. yeah. I mean, he could just make them zombies. He's like a puppet master kind of thing. Yes. And uh, this is a, look, this is a great M Night Shyamalan twist.
1: <laughs> it was the goldfish all along. It was the goldfish. That I was con- tell you what, they have got those big buggy eyes that you might expect from like a like something, someone who could, who could control a mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, and
2: uh, yep. Plazobites and the blue, what were they called?
1: Ah oh, the uh the I can't, I can't remember. Um unrealistic I don't know.
2: <laughs> look, look, yeah, I know it wasn't that but that's fine.
1: Yeah, in um the I don't think soids.
2: <laughs> is um what what real race of people have oid at the end? Humanoids. Humanoids. The, race the real, of people. the real race of people, mm. the humanoids, which are people the who are like race. humans but different. It's because we are a human race, yeah.
1: But then within that race, there are other races.
2: Yeah, so but I think humanoids are, are are separate from humans. That's true. They are. They're aren't just they? human-like. Yeah. We we sort of apply our our relativism to them. We say mm. you guys are like us, but you're different.
1: You got two legs and two arms. Yeah. Would you? Would you? Would you say that a chicken is sort of more humanoid than a dog?
2: Well, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I wish I could disagree with you there. But a chicken, yeah. Um, like, you know, Gumby, I suppose. Was a humanoid. Gumby was humanoid.
1: I used to have nightmares about Gumby.
2: Well, I, I never really saw that much of it. Did he have sort of like the power to do anything?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he could transform and he could also walk into any book. I think that was in the song. He can walk into any book. So he could walk into any book. Um, but just like and make, he could make himself really thin? No, no, no. Like he could, he could enter book. the world of the book.
2: Oh, right. And was it all only picture books or sort of books that had words in them? Just words and he could get into the words?
1: Um, don't remember. But I, I, I think picture books probably because it, te- you know, it was a televisual medium. I imagine the pictures yeah. were relevant.
2: I, could he get into a, a Kindle? I mean, this is a good question. Yeah.
1: How does he interact with e-ink?
2: Yeah. How? What about YouTube videos? Could he? Could he sort of? Uh, could he join? Uh, people in a like a, a major laser video clip. Could
1: he get into the clip, or could he just get into the comments section?
2: Could he? Yeah. Was and it, could is... he visualize the comment section if he can get into words? Yes. Right. Like into like just a written book. Sure.
1: What, 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 is it? Just any kind of text-based thing. Hmm. Right? Could you get into the ingredients list on the back of a cereal box?
2: And what does that look like once yes. you get into this? Where, where is this world? Where is this second location? I'm going to put
1: <laughs> uh, Gumby in with the unrealistic cons because I think there's just too many variables. We don't know enough.
2: To be honest, this little thing that we're trying to guess about, <laughs> about what it was, and now we're questioning what it, sh- what it should be.
1: To be honest, I don't even really, I'm not 100% sure that he could walk into any book. I think that was in the song,
2: <laughs> they, but I don't know. Well, they but, should have put it in the song, whether or not it was in the song.
1: The one that I had uh, nightmares about was the episode in which he, he got a clone of himself, mm. and while the clone was out skateboarding and doing his homework, Gumby himself just sat on the couch eating cookies and got really, really fat. And I, I, I was worried, I used to be worried as a kid that that would happen to me.
2: That you would get a clone? Yes. And that only the clone could go do fun things?
1: Or that I would become lazy as a result of having the clone. Yeah, right.
2: Why does the clone not become lazy?
1: I don't know. I don't know what it is. I guess it maybe it's sort of like <laughs> it's like an immigrant kind of a thing. You know how like the you know the immigrants are first generation immigrants mm. are very motivated to yeah. do well in society. Maybe the clones, so, you know, the first generation clones coming in. Yeah, well, you know, I guess they they come. They've got a lot to prove. They sort of
2: immigrate from nothingness. From nothingness. But but they but they're you after you've lived a whole life. Mm, mm. So they must kind of have like a, well, I better start An doing urgency. some living, you know. Yeah. Like That's something that you're missing because of all those baby yeah. years that you went through and you kind of got bored with the world.
1: And Exactly. And, and, and you know, co- coming in from nothing is is in a way, you know, the ultimate deprivation. Oh, absolutely. So, so they would really want to, you know, they would really appreciate the something that we have here and they would want to make the most of it.
2: Yeah, well, I... I I'm. In a way, it makes me think that this would be a great motivational technique, right? You know? Because I mean, the thing is, is that if he's a clone, right, uh, he would still have all of Gumby's obviously. memories. Obviously, obviously, yeah, he would obviously have all of Gumby's memories. That's how it works, okay? Yeah, you're you're a full clone, so of you of Gumby, yeah, so, so of Gumby, and so you think that you are Gumby, yes, right? But he shows up. Somebody tells him you're a clone. They show him the machine. Yes, they go. You were just born yep. just now. Yep. Right, you haven't done any living, yeah, and right? you've achieved nothing. You've achieved nothing, right?
1: Those uh, memories—they're effectively stolen. Not you only, didn't earn yeah, them.
2: Not only that, but there's another person who is exactly like you and could be better at you at being you. Yes, right. He's
1: done all this stuff that you are claiming credit for.
2: Yeah. So, what are you going to do about it, right? And so then, at that you're point, you're going to get out there. Yeah, you got to get out there, and you got to start living. You got to start producing. You got to start being motivated like that and then so then that's a great motivational technique which is why that you guys should come to my uh to to my uh, new motivational school uh, clone I'll, yourself I'll I'll hit talk. you over the head and then <laughs> when you, you wake you. up I'll tell you that you're a clone <laughs> and I'll show you a machine that looks a little <laughs> bit like a cloning machine and then the thing I just the spiel I just gave you
1: Yeah I mean, I I think that's good Yeah Yeah I I I I think there's a I think that's a sketch like a a motivational technique that involves convincing you that you're a clone who's got something to prove i think also that like the idea of clones you know coming from nothingness and and having you know that you know that actual clones if they did arrive would probably take all our jobs you know because because of their level of motivation and their appreciation mm. for reality i mean you know maybe yeah. you could um, you know if you're feeling like you're not getting much done you could clone yourself and then kill yourself and then just let the clone you know
2: take over with a new zest for life so maybe maybe that's like a a government that proposes this for increasing productivity yeah (laughs) is what we're gonna do is we're gonna clone everybody everybody and then we're gonna kill the originals (laughs) yes because we think that the, uh, the the clones will be way more motivated, yeah. and this, this is what we've noticed from since the cloning technology has been invented, and mm. so it just seems seems like a, the right the right decision to make. Uh, yeah. If you care about your country, you will do this.
1: Yeah, is that is that a thing? <laughs> I think that
2: this is great. This is uh, something that will that will go into uh, our our new clone movie.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I I really like that a lot. Um, should I, I'll also put that. Down do you think
1: next. Dolly the sheep was? <laughs> Dolly was the cloned sheep, wasn't she? Or was she? is it like a Frankenstein's monster type oh, situation. No, yeah. Who was who was Dolly and who was Dolly Well, they, I guess the they monster. Were, they were both Dolly. Do- Dolly's <laughs> monster. They were both Dolly, I suppose, yeah. Yeah,
2: but one of them would have been really young, right?
1: Yes, but then I think the young Dolly died quite yep. early. Mm, I think it something to do with telomeres is it to do with telomeres yeah there's something that you get on your genes that sort of tells you.
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
1: Cells, how many times they've been replicated and triggers the cell death that yeah, they re- they comes re- with old age. I is think
2: that- by cloning, like a, let's say, a six-year-old sheep or a three-year-old sheep. Yeah. then You get the a baby sheep that is- who's three somehow or thinks it like the... the cells <laughs> Did you say three. the corn? <laughs> Maybe I might have said corn. I'm By cloning sure. a
1: sheep, a six-year-old a... sheep, you get corn. <laughs>
2: <sighs> could you clone a sheep and get corn?
1: I mean, if you weren't very good at cloning, I suppose, but if you were amazing at making corn...
2: I know. What about, you know, if you could, if I want to clone... This sheep to make the corn version of this sheep, like you know, like I, like okay, let's say you've got a pet dog that you love. Yes, right? <laughs> I do. And he di- and he dies. Right? Oh, no. oh no! No, no, no. Let's let's say not your dog. Let's say it's a cat. Great. You love the cat.
1: Okay, now I can, I can... empathise with this, but I'm not too emotionally yeah. close to <laughs> it that I can't have a bit of fun with it, Alistair. Yeah. So thank you.
2: Yeah, no problem. Um, and it dies, and you think, ah, oh, we miss this cat so much, right? right? It'd be nice to be able to clone it. But I mean, we've already kind of had the cat experience. Yes. I mean, maybe maybe we could have a roast dinner in some way that is this cat. Bring it back. Bring the cat back, but as sort of three slices of medium rare lamb, some gravy, mashed potatoes, and some overcooked carrots.
1: <laughs> okay. This is all right. That's very funny. <laughs> How about this is a suggestion that's yeah. a bit less weird, okay. right? Like, what about, or, or maybe more weird but more plausible, okay. right? That you love your cat so much, mm. right? And your cat's not even dead, right? But you love your cat so much. Now, imagine if you could also eat your cat, right? Mm-hmm. So, they will clone your cat, but like a dead version of your cat. And then yeah. you can eat it. Well, like there is with your cat. There maybe. is that
2: thing where you kind of you see a puppy that's so amazing. You know, a, a oh, baby or a puppy, mm. you just want to eat it. You want to bite well, it. You yeah. clone the puppy so that. But you dead. do... Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Eventually. I mean, I guess they can kill it for you. <laughs> but you you get you get an extra one so that you can eat that one. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So even when you just get the puppy, you just they so you go to the pound, you get given the puppy. And then you also get given a dead version of the puppy, or just a second version of the puppy that you can eat.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, first you got to find out. First you got to find out that you love the puppy, you right? Know? So you got to spend course. a bit of time with it. Then you go, yeah, I think we're going to go for the. Oh, but uh,
1: sometimes the ones you want to bite and eat, you've only just seen. Like I don't think that's true. Yeah. getting to know the puppy increases your desire to bite the puppy. I
2: guess as time goes on, we'll probably just have portable cloning machines yes. on us that we can just see a puppy on the street that we love and we go. This puppy's so cute. <laughs> so cute, I could just eat it. Yeah, do you and mind? Then, and then you clone it and then you just eat the other one. <laughs> uh, uh, you don't mind, do you? <laughs>
1: well, I mean, and and in that case like why how would they mind? Like what how could they possibly mind about you eating yeah. their puppy? Because it's, it's not even their puppy. It's just a clone of it.
2: Yeah, it's like if you took a photo of somebody's nice car. Yeah. Like, you know you know those guys who stand next to a car and get a photo taken? Yeah. Like that. It's like doing that, but it's with just... eating a dog. Yeah. It's like with eating a dog. So, I think that that's really good.
1: <laughs> and that's another way that you could get a dog up here. That's home. another way in
2: which you could get a dog up Yeah, That's really fun. Uh um, can eat it,
1: and like there'd be all sorts of etiquette around that, right, like
2: I don't want to see you eat it because it is still my puppy, yeah yeah um, and and
1: and you probably like like when is it like how well do you have to know somebody before you can ask to eat a clone of their dog,
2: yeah, yeah, you
1: know, is it a thing that you could do to acquaintances is it is it is it is it maybe better for acquaintances like you don't you know than, than it would be for someone that you know quite well. Is yeah. Kind of like, you know, casual sex.
2: <laughs> yeah, or you is it kind of like be... taking a photo of somebody on, on a train, you kind of just got to, like, do it sort of secretly. Secretly. Oh, know?
1: see, that'd be the thing, right? Because you'd have little cloning devices. Mm. <laughs> you take around with you. And there'd be this problem of, like, people on... On trains, like, snapping somebody's little puppy and then eating it (laughs) secretly. And you'd have to make it so that the cloning machines make a noise so that people know if they're snapping a clone of your
2: dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like... That'd be awful if you were like in a change room, yeah, and so and you heard a s- snap, and you're like, oh no, somebody's just taking a photo of my legs from underneath the change rooms, and then you go over <laughs> into the other room and you pull back the curtain, and somebody's <laughs> eating <laughs> your legs. This is another cannibalism episode. <laughs> <laughs> you just it's all, sorry, your legs are just so beautiful, I could just eat them. Don't though. Don't you don't have my permission. You don't. You can't eat my legs. I mean, technically those aren't my legs. Oh, those legs would be so productive if they were aware that they were clones of me. Oh. Um, I really like that. There's a chance... You know, remember when I was coming up with a with a teleportation book? Mm. Within that, there was kind of the cloning a, a idea. Element it. of... This is all stuff that could go in there. <laughs> I'm going to have a book. <laughs> I'm going to have a book that involves eating puppies. And uh, anyway.
1: So, maybe... Because once we develop... Teleportation and time travel. Mm. We essentially will have cloning. Yeah, capacity. Right? and then in that case, you could just stick your leg in a time machine, send it forward in time. Forward? No, back in time
2: to the dinosaurs, so that you could, so that your leg, leg could, could know evolve. what it's like. Know what it's like. I was going to say, so that your leg could, your leg could know what it's like to be eaten by to a dinosaur. Eaten. Yeah, but also it would be nice to send. Like back in time, so that it could evolve and find out what, like whether it would survive and whether, and what creature, you know, what creature would that become? (laughs) Just, (laughs) oh, that is an interesting thing that never comes up in any kind of time travel movies is sending a modern creature back and then seeing what uh, what effect that would have on the future in terms of like, What what would it turn into? What would it turn into? Why has that never happened?
1: And, and, and maybe people would want to do it with their pets. You know, like if you, you have a dog, right? You, you love the him. dog. You, you love, love dog so much, <laughs> right? You send it back in time and, and, and you keep sending the evolved progeny of your dog back in time over and over again until it becomes an
2: intelligent species. So, of course, you go, what you do is you go back in time with it first right? and then you go, sit, Stay. Stay. <laughs> And then you go 260 million years, years in back the in the future. future, and then you go back to that same <laughs> spot, and then you see what's there, and you go, "Good Usually boy." <laughs> yeah, but sometimes there might be something. You know, uh, that's a that's pretty much another idea. But I mean, yeah, it's 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 is it a, is it a sketch? Well, I think so. I think the idea of going back in time and waiting to see, uh. Like what the creature comes in turns into. This is going to be our, our our sci-fi sketch show. Okay, great. I know. I keep planning for the future now. Every every episode, I talk about these things that they're going to turn mm. into. We may retire next year. Who knows? You know. And then none, none, none of this will ever happen. But what's know. the
1: difference between retiring and quitting, Alistair?
2: <laughs> um,
1: retiring and giving up. Like I like don't... think all retirement parties. If instead of saying retirement, <laughs> they say gave up.
2: Yeah, gave up, giving up parties. Quitter parties. Quitter
1: parties. Uh, John, uh, been with this company uh, 56 years, uh, and uh, obviously, you know, um, that's... Uh,
2: it's a pretty good effort.
1: It's pretty, pretty pathetic that <laughs> <laughs> he's giving up.
2: It felt like he was really just getting going. Yeah. You know, he's kind of getting some momentum. You know, for those first 25 years, he didn't seem to have any kind of drive whatsoever to... Move into management, so pretty much everybody else had become a partner. Yep. And then it was just everybody looking down on Greg.
1: And now he's given up. <laughs> anyway, so here's a watch that says "Quitter" on it, and uh, you'll notice that around the outside, instead of saying the number, the numbers from one to twelve, right? It's uh, it says "Time to give up." You reckon that's twelve letters. T I M E T. Yep, that's 12 letters Fuck,
2: Andy Look at Pretty that good. It's a mixture of luck And, and, and good at good And estimating. genius Well, you know It's not genius if it's not Super usable in the, in the, in the world
1: <laughs> Do you think so?
2: No, oh, it's a shame Yeah Um, Time to see what it turns into um, Yep
1: it's like, um, I feel like there's an analogy for that. Mm. Well, it's kind of like compound interest or something, you know? Like people people mm. say that, you know, if I if I had time travel, I'd go back in time, I'd put two, two cents in a bank account. You know? Two and then, cents? Yeah, well, you know, or oh, five dollars,
2: you yeah, know? Just bring everything you got. I everything, guess you need okay. to come back and live in this existence just in case that doesn't work. Yeah. The bank shuts down or something like that. You go, ah!
1: Nah, fuck. Um, but 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 like that but uh but with the compound interest of the forces of natural selection yeah. to uh, improve your already very good dog into a higher species
2: yeah they might run the world you I might mean, yeah, be a slave the to the dog <laughs> that is come. the risk yeah. that
1: you become a slave maybe that's a thing that another thing for people who love their pets so much that they wish they could just be it's slave, yeah. Like a sort or the pet of a like is a, a higher being.
2: sort of a bit like a dog and aatrix,
1: yeah. <laughs> and now with time travel, we can make that happen.
2: I <laughs> can... see. I don't mind that I'm his slave because he's such a good boy. Such
1: a good boy. I love him. Isn't he adorable? I just want to scratch him on the tummy. I can't because I can't touch him because I'll cut my hands off. <laughs> Considered
2: a sin because I'm not allowed to go near his palace anymore. <laughs> Which used to be his
1: doghouse in the back of my house. Oh, he's a bit spoiled, to be honest. I do spoil him.
2: I do send him back in time every now and then <laughs> to find out what kind of creature he evolves into, which turns out to be a huge dictator. So kind I can of.
1: live under his terrifying reign, <laughs> subject to his every whim. I guess you could say oh, I'm a bit of a... I also have spoiled him a bit. I think, I think that's... That. that to me is even more fun as a sketch because it's got that crazy dog person kind of thing in there. That if yeah. you make it be like, um, maybe it starts out with an ad, right? Mm. It's Tom, to- Tom's, Tom's pet time travel. Tom's, pet, Tom Tom's travel. pet time travel. You send your pet on down to us. We'll send it back in time so I could evolve into a higher being, and then you could live uh, in a society completely run by mm. your pet. all right And then it's, and then and then we go. Oh, I see someone go like, oh, that seems pretty good. And they take Wait, their dog so, down there, right? Yeah. And they give it to Tom's pet time travel, right? And then, and then we see, you know we interview them. We see time go, yeah. right, and the universe Zzz, realigns itself. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. And then we say, "Oh, I'm pretty happy, actually. It's pretty good, Tom. uh no, Tom Burke. Uh, 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 Lionel, my dog. He's uh lives in the big palace up the end of the street. Up there. and uh." Yeah, I basically have to sort of toil in the fields every day to get his grain that he mills. Oh, he's a good boy, though. He he's sits good- up at a table like a person.
2: <laughs> he a person. He thinks he's a person. He thinks he's a person. He thinks he's a dictator. He, he-
1: thinks I'm a, 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 basically no better than a bug under his foot.
2: I'll tell you what, he thinks he runs this joint.
1: <laughs> he does, He though. does, he does. <laughs> I think I think everything I need to know I learned from my dog because he controls the education curriculum.
2: I think look, I like it, but I think the ad shouldn't already make it clear that going back in time is going to make your dog a big dictator. Oh,
1: I think I I think it should. Yeah. I, oh. Yeah, it, it's like the ultimate in spoiling your pet, like because that's the product, that's what they're selling, you know. It's, yeah. So, would you suggest that the ad is just like, send your pet back in time and see what happens?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is also pretty fun.
2: Yeah. But I guess you're right. It doesn't have that spoiling thing. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean... For me, it's like the ultimate in pet luxury. It's like sending them to a groomer or something like that. Yeah. And come back all dressed in a little little bow tie on or something. And
2: so... I I know that this is no fun wondering how do we worry about the part where it's technically not the same pet
1: Yeah, yeah, for some reason it is and for some reason your your consciousness is the same consciousness that sent him back in yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah, it, you stay the same. So I think maybe because you go back with him and do take him back right, and yeah, then and when that, you come that back that
1: preserves your consciousness. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so
2: then you go back and then you show it and you're like, "Oh, Oh, this is nice. Oh, Rover's done well.
1: He's covered everything in uh in suede. He loves suede. Yeah. He likes scratching it.
2: Oh, this does smell like him. Yeah, he's the laundry where I kept him. This is he's actually modeled the whole place to look like yeah. the laundry where he used to be kept. There's the giant washing machine, the yeah. front loader. Yeah. Over there's the tail that he ripped up, and that's been well, obviously didn't used it's to be become, made out of bronze.
1: Become the the flag of his <laughs> Six Nation Army.
2: Look, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I I dig it, Alastair. I dig it hard, and I dig it deep. Dog Empire. Living in under the
2: rain. Under the rain of your doggy. Doggy Doggy dog.
1: The dog in the high castle. That'll be what it's called.
2: Technically... uh, technically. It's it's an
1: alternate history where somebody went back in time and replaced Hitler with their dog. What would have happened? Clone. With a, a, a... Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu Hitler parallel anyway
2: I guess there's so many other things that you could do with Hitler rather than kill him yeah yeah you know you could sort of offer him a job in modelling yeah and to take him to Milan
1: you could shave off his eyebrows draw <laughs> stuff on his face while he's sleeping
2: could <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, like, things that would change the course of his life. Oh, I see. Obviously, that's good. I thought good. just meant mess with him a bit. No, no, no. But I meant, like... Because if you, if you offered him a modelling contract, obviously he's not going to bother going into the whole dictatorship thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is a life where he gets to do almost nothing.
1: Are there any beautiful dictators? Like, any really attractive...
2: Oh, I suppose Mugabe's not too <laughs> bad. I don't want him... <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, probably Castro. Oh no, his look. His beard was always bad. You see, like old pictures of Castro with his beard. Yeah, his I mean, was sort of wispy and like n- it was not a good beard.
2: Oh, I could see see people liking that. Yeah, I think this he is, would have looked
1: a lot better without it.
2: This may be nothing, right? But yeah. Um, I noticed my my nana whenever she would like tell a story about something happening and like something like something in her version of a story that was a kind of a shocking thing. Yes. She would go, oh. I'll bet you he would have fallen off his chair (laughs) like that, you know. And I just like the idea that you know applying that to you know it's like anyway. I bet you if she'd seen the things that Paul Pot had done, he would have bloody fallen Fallen off off his his chair. chair. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like I mean, you know the 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 place for that would be at like the International Criminal Court or something, right? (laughs) Where people are trying crimes against humanity (laughs) at The Hague, and. (laughs) Uh, either the judge or the witness Ugh. or something is...
2: I'll tell you what, when they passed down the, the verdict... I uh, almost fell said, off my chair. Listening said, to
1: the testimony <laughs> of the, the survivors.
2: <laughs> the survive- anyway, apparently he's responsible for the death of 250,000 men and women and children. Anyway, when he heard that, he almost fell off his chair. <laughs> yep. In a way, you could see that punchline coming.
1: yeah. I mean, I could, because of you, all the build-up. but
2: All the other times that I'd said he'd fallen off his chair. Yeah.
1: But I wonder if there's a way that this could be done, you know, almost like a Little Britain-style character who's oh, yeah. constantly surprised by things, referencing other people's level of surprise relative, you know, to their location vis-a-vis, the chair... Are they on it or are they off it or are they in the process of moving between those
2: two states? You oh, know? he fell off his chair and then he nearly fell off the ground, down into a well. Into a well. It was near a ledge. Anyway. He continued to fall. Then he later on fell down a, a hole in the watering hole through the ball water. Bore
1: yeah. into an artesian basin. An artesian basin. Anyway, it was close to the continental shelf. <laughs> he slipped into the Marianas Trench. Nearly. Nearly, nearly nearly slipped to the deepest point, you know, down there where the uh the magma bubbles out up up out of the uh the underground reservoir.
2: And then when I told him how much tax I'd paid that week, he nearly fell
1: straight into the <laughs> core of the <laughs> earth. Yeah, into the core of the earth, which isn't actually possible, but he almost. You did. can't.
2: Couldn't. Couldn't you fall into the core if you were just ten meters away from the core? Yeah, probably. There'd be some gravity down there, right? It's true.
1: Yeah, the gravity decreases as you go down, but oh, as long yeah. as there's still more some. on one side than on the other, and
2: maybe some of the the, the downward force from all the magma above you, yeah, it might push you down. That might bit. push you down. Yeah, that'd be a lot of iron, though. Oh. Look, iron I feel like rich. I feel like I've really taken us off way off the tracks here with that falling off the chair thing. But here we go. We got shame boy stopping the confidence race. Yeah. Uh, so this is a a boy. Who has uh, like basically a a, a, a a gift, a gift of sort of a a black hole's worth of density of shame mm-hmm, within mm-hmm. him? And uh, there's some scientists that are trying to uh, to harness that shame yep. so that they can use it to defeat uh, these sort of this group of women. Is it possible planet...
1: that, that that like that this is actually the true purpose of the Catholic, Catholic Church <laughs> and like the Catholic guilt? And this is actually what they've been doing. They've been trying to build up. You know, a a, a a shameful army in secret.
2: Andy, yes, that could absolutely be it. Creating more shame in people uh, through Although,
1: different means. I mean, I guess the Catholic Church has got sort of so many disgusting ulterior things. Already, yeah. that maybe we don't want to draw any analogies there. Let's make it a, just a, a fun, secret society that's what, got nothing to do with the Catholic Church. What
2: about the Uniting Church? Hey, They sound like they were trying to do a good thing I by actually, uniting other churches.
1: I was thinking the other day, I don't know much about the Uniting Church. I was thinking maybe I'd, if I was to join a church, maybe I'd like to join the Uniting Church.
2: Really? Yeah,
1: yeah I thought that while I was walking up the street. I saw one of their churches. I thought, that's a nice-looking church.
2: Oh, you know what, which one I, never, I would never join? A multi-faith church? Oh, just yeah. Just pick a side. God. <laughs> <laughs> just come on!
1: <sighs> Don't the, the, be an idiot. It, there'd be so many like uh, in, in the sermons. It's like, and so we raise up thanks, or offer <laughs> psalms, or present our just the cells to the benevolence yeah. of
2: a. <laughs> I think His, somebody should graffiti them and just write fence sitters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry about interrupting your ah. your run. Yeah. Uh, then we did uh, divisions between the X Men or the mutants in the sort of the X Men uh, world uh, of the Plazabites and the un- Unrealisticons, yep. uh, where it's all the ones who have powers that you know are believable, and the ones who seem to mm. just bend the laws of physics mm-hmm. and it's
1: just it's just a bit silly.
2: It's very silly, and there's got to be a you know. Within that, if they didn't have the human race to f- to 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 fight against the yep. normals, um you know, or what is normal? <laughs> I mean, what is normal? <laughs> hey, maybe having maybe having fire that comes out of your ears is normal. Yeah, who's, who's to, to say? say? <laughs> um. <laughs> then there's the uh, motivational technique that involves telling. It's a spectrum
1: of having yeah. fire come out of your yeah. ears. <laughs> That's right.
2: Um. Yeah, then there's the motivational uh, technique of uh, that involves telling you you're a clone mm. and that you've just been born and that there's another person who's exactly like you who's doing who's already lived but you've just got their memories you've stolen them and 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 you haven't done any living and you need to catch up. You know, the,
1: I, I think that's good. Like I think I think a, a, like some sort of motivational seminar or program or something where you go along and there's a guy, like mm. Tony Robbins kind of guy, but this is his system. He's like, you know. Three-step system. I like it. I First, I like hit you over the head. Secondly, I tell you you're a clone. Thirdly, I convince you that none of your achievements are real, and that there's another version of yourself out there who's doing better than you, and you've got to do some bloody catching up. Yeah.
2: And don't let yourself find him, or else you guys want. If you guys catch each other's eye, you'll have to do battle and kill yeah. each other to the death. Kill each other to the to death. The death. Um, then there's also the you know the, the sort of side story with this, which is a government that decides that it would be more productive if they clone everybody and then kill the originals because mm. all the, the the motivation that they'll get second generation clones yeah will just kind of give it a give a real good boost to the GDP yeah which uh, if you love your country you would absolutely do mm. um, and then there's the uh, the, the, the You know, the portable sort of cloning machines. Yes. This is the next sketch uh, where, you know, if you see a cute puppy that you would just love to eat, you know, because it's so cute, you just want to devour you it. You can snap a clone well, of you it. You can snap a, a clone photo and then you can make a clone and then you can eat it.
1: <laughs> or or it's just, like, even if it's not snapping even clone, even just the idea that when you adopt a puppy, they give you two versions
2: Yeah, it. and so there's one that you can eat here's my idea yeah. <laughs> no no that's that was it. I'm just pr- talking about uh, imagining that I'm presenting it to a group yeah. of people yeah All right. and then there is uh sending uh, your dog back in time uh, to see what it turns into uh and and but then so that it becomes a dictator yeah uh, you know there's sort of two ideas there but but mostly it's the the, the proper idea that we're deciding on is the idea that you go there's there's a service where you can take your dog back in time and so that he can uh, evolve into a dictator of some sort into the, well, basically into the dominant species the dominant species and then you you come back to real time and uh, you will live under its dictatorship. And, yeah. and you see it as a kind of like a... He's a bit spoiled. Yeah, he's a bit spoiled. He gets
1: up on the couch.
2: He's not supposed to, but I'll oh, let him. He takes up all the space on the bed. I'll have to sleep on the bloody floor. Oh, constantly having to wipe his footprints off the bloody marble tiles.
1: Yes. Otherwise, I'll be lashed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to give you another cookie.
1: I'm sorry, I shouldn't even be talking to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be killed for this,
1: but he's just...
2: Oh, he's such a good boy. Such a naughty boy. I love him so Cheeky. much. Cheeky.
1: And look, that is... Uh, a... That is an episode. The question is, yeah, uh, which of these sketches do you think ants would like? Well, to be honest... Uh... I think they'd probably get on board with the clones one, because I have a feeling that a lot of ants are genetic... Identical. I think a lot of. Do you inclined. think that
2: they feel? Maybe they they maybe they don't have a sense of self. They only have a sense of community. A um, sense of smell. Smell. <laughs> <sighs> look, look, I think for some reason, because the the dog dictator thing, mm. uh, because I, I I know that dogs themselves aren't that clean. I, I picture there'll be a lot more dirt. You know, like yeah, if you let right. a dog kind right. of, there'll be a lot more dirt, which I think will sort of free up ants to not be obstructed by grass and things like that for building their nests. Um, and I think for that reason, ants, ants would like would, that.
1: Ants would like to live in a dog society. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Yeah. A lot of the time you see dog bones that they've left around the place mm. and there's ants all over them.
2: Yeah, well, because that's that's absolutely... If, if you live in a dog world, the dogs would be getting uh, sort of scrap bones all the time. That's plenty of meat for ants to, to get yeah. off. The dogs don't even really want the meat. They're no. just there for it's to wear down their their teeth like a like a budgie on its beak.
1: Yeah. So like uh, a budgie on its beak like, like a, a budgie on its beak like a budgie on a budgie on a budgie on its beak like a budgie on its beak like a budgie on its beak Did you ever see a little budgie with its beak and it does that? Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, we we uh, we really uh, we do appreciate it. Yes. And we got some new listeners recently, which is very exciting. That is very nice. Very uh, thank exciting. you for anybody thank who came... If you're a new listener.
2: Anybody who came off of the back of the Weekly Planet recommendation. Yes. But also,
1: if you're a uh, long-time listener...
2: Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you so also. much. We call our listeners, those listeners, the... Long-time listeners? Yes. <laughs> and then we call the new ones n- new-time listeners.
1: Some, uh, some of the old listeners have been in the tank so long they've gone all wrinkly.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's how you pruning can up. pruning. Prune it up. Prune it up. Um, but me and Andy, uh, we're we're resistant to that because we're aquatic creatures. Yeah. We Somehow. We're slippery like belugas. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anywhere to go with that. No, um,
1: I, I would not have guessed.
2: No. Uh, so, you know, we're on Twitter. Two in tank. Two in tank. I'm at TB. I'm a stupid old Andy. If
1: you want to rate the, rate the show on iTunes, we bloody love it.
2: Yeah, we love it. Bloody Andy, love it. Love it. And, uh, you know, have a really good life, and we'll talk to you another time. Because, you know what? We love, love you. up.